Thank you for joining us for this episode of Journey Now, produced by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information on Journey Church and our gatherings, visit journeytn.com. Welcome to another Journey Now podcast. It is Thank you. a blustery day in February here yeah. in And that's just in our room. Nashville. And that's just in the uh, studio. Brantwood Studio, Tennessee. And by the way, we're waiting for the next canceled school based upon the next potential yes. rainstorm coming. Yep. But today we've made it. We today made it. are 64 is the high. It is 64 and it is beautiful. And we are working out our struggles with the Grammys, yeah. but that isn't what we're going to talk about. So, so it's, it's more <laughs> well, this, I think now you have to clarify it's what more our the struggles, struggles with. with Christians who struggle with the Grammys. Yeah. That's it. The, yeah. It's not the struggle. It's not the Grammys that we struggle with. First of all, I didn't know the Grammys were still a thing, <laughs> and um, they were on the other night. But but here's here's and we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. But I want to introduce a concept that we just off air accused Kevin of, and that is resting <laughs> text face. <laughs> so you're familiar, beautiful, with the you know the phrase resting. What is it? B face. Yeah. Yes. RBF. RBF. R- and and Kevin, if if you're around him, he's a very personable person, talkative. He loves telling stories. I don't have RBF. Um, no, but you have RTF, which yeah. he texts horribly. <laughs> and and there and, and and so it's the equivalent shame, of the RBF shame, now shame, translated shame. into text. So you you'll you'll share a couple paragraphs. I'm really doing. I mean, I'm struggling today. I just need to da 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 da. And he'll text back, fine. <laughs> Period. I mean, nothing, no, nothing less. You yeah. just, you're sitting there as like, oh, he's, angry. he's or, angry. Or you get the thumbs up. Or, and this is the most offensive, millennials, please. Dear millennial, yeah. our one millennial listener. Dear millennial. We definitely only have one millennial listener. Definitely. Yes. They don't, they don't want to hear the middle-aged musings of a bunch of silly pastors. But yes, dear millennial. Two Gen Xers and a boomer. Yeah, totally, totally. We got mostly the never yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Let's just do this. No, I, there. I think. I think if you really want to do our demographic, there are there are several aunts <laughs> and grandmas crocheting right now. Yeah, and and they listen to this simply because it's the and next they don't thing know what emojis are programmed in <laughs> to their podcast feed. No, but my but mother-in-law Kevin, is probably listening, and she actually does crochet. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm a fan of crochet. But she's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying crochet is bad. I'm just saying that yeah. that's a demographic. That's a demographic yeah. that says, hey, guys, the dinner buffet starts at 4. We're going to go at 3.30. Wow. Yeah, so that we get the lunch price for the dinner buffet. Oh. That's all I'm saying. Oh. That's, and that's genius. Is that a thing? Oh, Oh my! Friend. I didn't know you you've, could get the lunch price for the buffet, bro. You've not been to Florida recently. You're that true. is, that is. I have to. Did there. you get the lunch price at Sperry's last night? Oh, so <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I go to this steakhouse with your <laughs> wow. friend, and I have to eat salad after you were dress coded. Well, yeah. So they have this dress code <laughs> that doesn't allow flip flops. And I'm like, and they, you have to be in dress shorts. And and I was like, man, did I'm you, 0 for 2. And did you need a collared shirt? Um, no. No. Oh, okay. Um, the shirt, the attire was okay. But but I walked up to the lady and I'm like, hey, I have a reservation. And I, I just said, I didn't I didn't know. And yeah. she said, and she literally scans yeah. the look. She gave you the up and down look. And yep. And her voice said, mm-hmm. that's okay. Her face said, that's not okay. So was that an RBF? <laughs> 
It was. It was the back equivalent. Back, 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 back to the RTF. Yes. yes. So what Kevin does, dear millennial, is he sends the big white thumbs up. And because and he is in fact white. He is, but his thumb isn't that big. And um and he, so the big white thumbs up is, is literally what and, and and it doesn't matter the context. It can be yeah. hey, I need prayer. Big white thumbs up. <laughs> it can be, hey, Kev, I need help. Big white thumbs up. Hey, Kevin, here's this great theological insight. Big white thumbs up. <laughs> and and so I just want to introduce to our audience, yes, um, uh, in our dear millennial, the possibility of resting text face, yeah. which how oh, this which is, Kevin embodies. I do. Now the question for the day. Oh, we have a question for the day. Is it's the Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, uh, coming up, Super Bowl Sunday. And what is the absolute worst? church outreach that you've ever seen or participated in around the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go first um, because the Super Bowl, I don't know where we decided. Somewhere along the line, we decided that the way to make Jesus beautiful Uh is to host Super Bowl events Yes, in the name of Jesus. Yes, I've never been a part of such. Oh, oh my goodness. Have you not seen the Soup or Bowl and it's Soup? S-O-U-P? The Soup or Bowl? That's a thing? That's you a could, thing. You could buy a Super Bowl package. I don't remember who it was from. That's right. That's but right. But they would have a whole halftime thing so you wouldn't have to watch right. the yes. uh, halftime Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson show. Yeah. Because it was, It would you be know, a couple of NFL athletes sharing their testimony. So yeah. You would just and they would big... show this in church? Yeah. 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 They yeah. would yeah. do it. No. Yeah. No. no there would be no church. It would be an extra It would just come event. to the game. So you would have church in the morning, and yes. then you would go to the game, or you would go watch the game you with go, your church family? You would go to family? this event. Yes. yes. And usually it was oh. at church. Yeah. 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 And it was... Invite your friends. This yeah. would be fun. Invite your friends. We'll have recliners. No, no beer, though. No. No. And a testimony at halftime. Yes. And God bless I, we us. We never did that. Thank well, God. <laughs> well, we did. Yeah. First of all, we're Americans. Yes. And I don't know what you are. I'm American. Secondly, uh, barely. Uh, um, <laughs> I have my uh, immigration paperwork. I just showed you uh, yeah. my passport. She has, yep. She has the paperwork. All right. There it is. All there right. it, is. <laughs> it just, uh, looking back at it, it's yeah. so, it was always yeah. a men's event. They're still doing it. it. Men's outreach. Very men centric. Yes. And, and, and soup or bowl. Yeah. So you'd have chili, a white chili. Kind of like a white thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, yes. And then you would have, yes, white bean chili. You would have potato soup. Like this was like the Midwest Outreach wow. Evangelism mm-hmm. 101 event. So this is it. Guys, we need to be praying for Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. Well, now we have the He Gets Us commercials that are going to air. You know what? Then I don't even need to throw a yeah. Super Bowl Sunday event. That's right. Not we, at church anyway. No. He Gets Us. He no, Gets no. Us, which I actually like those. You I like those? They're good. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're really well done. They're intriguing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jesus, U.S. Oh, that's, that's how they, they end it with Jesus. Well, he gets us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm mixed. I'm mixed. I, yeah, it's mixed. I'm mixed. Yeah, anything that that platforms Jesus in an advertisement is a little rough. Yeah, I mean, I like, the, I like, I mean, I like what they're highlighting about Jesus. Yeah, um, I think that's why I like it. Yeah, because it's like finally, right? You know, right? He's not. He's not the yeah. Great, you know, conservative judge in the sky. Right. I um, do have a story about the whole Super Bowl thing. That's what I'm looking Because you asked. Yeah, you asked. I did. That was our question. So early on in, uh, like in 
the 90s, my first church in Pennsylvania. And this church was... Um, yep. Um, how would I put it? Do it. Odd. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. But it was it was very um, evangelistic. So they this this idea of doing a Super Bowl party came totally. in front of the elders. Yeah. Well, this church still had a Sunday night service. Oh. Oh mm. man, the dilemma. Oh, yeah. It, it was. It was fireworks. Yeah. I was sitting in the meeting going, oh yeah. my goodness, we're fighting over whether or not to watch the Super Bowl or have a, a yeah. service because all the churches around, this was in a rural part of Pennsylvania, the demise of those churches was they got rid of their Sunday night service. That's the first step oh. to that was the That was the first step yep. to the yep. irrelevance to the yep. community. Yep. And, and so there was like people my age in their 20s. Yeah vehemently saying we yeah. cannot forgo the sunday night service for a super bowl party yeah and i'm like what is i i was stunned yeah. like stunned pick me up off the floor stunned yeah. i'm like this sounds like a good idea we can invite people yeah. we can you know you can yeah you can have a little fun pennsylvania loves football yeah it was a deal and one of the pennsylvania teams i think was in the super bowl oh man anyway so yes, my experience with this ha goes way back to the '90s, and yeah. and so the compromise was oh, this is the best part. <laughs> we're still having, we're gonna still do Sunday night service, <laughs> but if you want to have that, they looked at me because yeah. I think it was me who proposed. Oh. Were you an elder, or you were just? Oh, I was an elder. Okay, yeah, no, this was the church had gotten together and was arguing about it. Oh, because it was a free church. Yeah. Because we argue about everything um, at free churches. So we get to, and so they said, here's the compromise. Kevin, if you can find a place to have it that doesn't cost anything, you can have it. Uh, and I was like, eh, I think I figured this out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My house. Yeah. Well, we ended up having it at um, the school gymnasium. Ah. Uh, nice. And uh, we had 500 people See? show up. See? It was ridiculous. You mocked this, Susie? I'm telling you. I didn't mock anything. You totally did. The worst, the worst part was is that they shut it <laughs> down afterwards because it just, that no one went to church that night. Oh. So that was it. They, shut, a, they shut it down like for the you following years. You can't do this ever again. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. nobody came to church. Mm. One, of, one of the worst. Which I thought was absolutely like, oh my God. That should tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it was two years later I was gone, but yeah. Yeah, shocker. So the there. church yeah. was odd because of the the church, not because of you. You were not odd at oh, the time. Oh, I think I was. I, <laughs> I think I was. Well, a little, well I was a, just. I mean, I was a little confused about yeah. how yeah. it played out. I really yeah. was. I was naive. Let's put yeah. me in the naive category. Yeah. Like this is a great idea. This is a yeah. way to get people to come yeah. in, and we can do. We can have a good time. We'll see. It sounds like it was a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so my worst ever Super Bowl moment yeah. just personally because yeah. i i don't like watching the super bowl with people i like to actually watch the game yeah me too i don't care about the commercial right 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 i want to watch the game yes yeah so one day i mistakenly booked a radio interview for a um a, a rural radio station in north carolina oh. and i didn't realize I was in California. Yeah. And I didn't realize the, the time. time change. Oh, oh no. So it was during the Super Bowl. No, it wasn't. And the and I booked an hour, which never I mean, I don't even know if people still do radio interviews. But but this I station bet the was listenership. so Yeah. 
uh, yeah, dear listener. That was my first experience yeah. with dear listener. But I would sit. So they, so we would do a segment. They put me on hold, and then they'd run the commercials. And the right. commercials were all for ammunition, oh, yeah. guns, survival products. Yeah, like, and I'm sitting there talking, talking about like the 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 peace loving Jesus or whatever, and it was just and I, and I, and. And I'm, it's, I'm missing the Super Bowl for this privilege yes. of talking to maybe a dozen people, it, max. And that includes all the radio station employees uh, at the time. And I just... I, I, Who I just all said, would have rather been watching the Super totally. Bowl. Yeah. Yes. It was the... It was just horrific. So anyway, I don't have a scar from the church. Yes. I have a scar though. So I don't, I mean, now I just block it out. Block it out. Yeah. Because I'm teaching on Super Bowl Sunday, I noticed. That's that was funny. not, I did not know that. It doesn't matter though. Because it's, it's the, the game doesn't come on until six. I know. Unless we are having an evening service that I'm unaware of. I don't know. Well, we could. Maybe he's making his egg rolls ahead of time for his party of one. Oh. I thought he was going to Sperry's. For Super Bowl Sunday? No, he's staying home by himself. <laughs> there won't be anybody else at Sperry's. That's true. That's true. I'll be, I'll be there eating chicken Caesar salad yeah. surrounded by seafood go. and steak. Oh, so, yes, Susie is going to teach. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. It's going to be great. Glorious. This is gonna Glorious. Be, we're going to talk about it after. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Now. Um, but leading into Susie, yes. I've done a four-week warm-up yeah. for yeah. Susie. Wow, it been four weeks already. I know. Criminy. I know, seriously. And we've we've taken some ground in the Book of Mark. Yeah. And, and it's... Took some prisoners. We've taken prisoners, yes. taken names, yep. Yep. learned names. Yes. Studied some maps. But I, there's something you've been emphasizing over and above a lot of things. The fact that Susie Lind is teaching. Susie P. Lind. Susie P. Lind. According yeah. to Seth Theory, Susie P. Lind. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I've been emphasizing? I mean, a couple things, but there's one thing I think that's really standing out. Wh- which is? The whole insider-outsider oh, situation. Oh, yes. From Tim Gombas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sweet Gombas. The, yes, the, the, the shock that... Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Gombas is the author of a commentary that yes. we've been using. And a dear friend. Yes. And um, in it, Gombas takes the parable of the soils in Mark 4, and as we talked about last week, mm-hmm. says that it's not um, prescriptive. Hey, he's not. Jesus isn't telling people, go be good soil, but it's descriptive. It's what's going to happen throughout the rest of the mark and the big surprise is that that the disciples turn out to be the ones who are failing to perceive and see and understand right. and these outsider characters are seeing and perceiving and falling down at the feet of Jesus and all of these incredible things and the best question we got this week was somebody saying well why would yes. Jesus yeah. choose these clowns <laughs> and so what what would you guys say to that well, what I thought was so interesting for me was in my class. Submit <gasps> <laughs> Susie. We're back. In my class, we're reading through the Old Testament, and we had just done a week on David. And that question uh, came up about David, too. The exact question. Mm. Why did God stay committed to David after David kept messing everything up? And what? what, what well, it was, was the, the same. Insight? It was the same response kind of that you gave, that if he didn't choose him, who would he choose? Because we would all yeah. be likely to... Yeah. Be clowns. To be clowns. Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. Yeah. For this great lineage 
of people that God loved into faithfulness. Yeah. They didn't start there. No. And some of them didn't end there. But there was this radical commitment of God to them that is so energizing yeah. for yeah. us. One, yeah. of the, one of the great mysteries for me is, uh, when, especially when I was younger, I'd read the, the Gospels and go, how did these guys get it? so screwed up yeah that, how do you walk with jesus and for three years especially in mark mark i mean oh yeah he, he, he writes puts it, it yeah. like oh, jesus yeah. is just short of saying listen you idiot <laughs> right totally. you, just, you know i mean like yeah. the yeah. the language is so well, like or just yes. just harsh. absolutely going please yeah, yeah. Please listen to me and yeah. pay attention. For the love yeah. of me, <laughs> yes. it's definitely RT. It's it's definitely RT. Uh, what is it? R RBT. R yeah. RT. Yeah. RTB. RTB. Yeah. RTB. Yeah. Like if you don't face. if you don't know Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, you might you might be getting a different impression. Yeah. On He's a little, little the way he talks to people a little in Mark. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's very true. It's much different in Mark than yeah. it is other places. Yeah. Much more abrupt, not extended conversations. Right. Yeah. Totally. And and, and again, I mean, the, and, and so the thing that's so hard for American audiences to realize is that Mark is narrating the story of Jesus for a particular situation right. in his day. And for a particular group of people. In his day. Yes. And so, so. Yeah. Well, who, can you say, can you say more about that? Like, who are those people and all that? Yeah, who is Mark Just to channeling? Clarify. Mark is channeling the uh, Jewish believer. He's, well, he's channeling P Peter. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. No, 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 yeah. I, I missed the channeling part. His, and... What and, does that mean, he's channeling Peter? Well, Peter and him were comrades, and Peter, Peter, he was, Mark was, was regurgitating the stories of Peter okay. in his walking with Jesus. And so, <laughs> and, I, and what we don't know is whether Peter sat him down and said, hey, we probably should write this down, yeah. and I'm not going to. So, Mark, get out a pen, yeah. and let's get and on And he's it. like, this is how I heard Jesus talking to me. Yes, right, right, right. Yeah, right, yeah, right yeah. with all you the... You idiot. Yes, because I think, I think also Mark, though, was trying to uh, communicate to the Jewish Christian, the Jewish Jesus follower, how they could fall into this same... Um, dynamic, yep. Dynamic yep. of yep. I'm I'm following Jesus and 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 what you get is this separatist t and and the the idea that they had this sounds so American um, that they had fallen into the privileged spot mm -hmm. they had fallen into the spot and you mm -hmm. see it in the conversations between the disciples mm -hmm. as they walk along the road as they engage yeah. with Jesus Jesus just tells them they're going to die and their next conversation is who do you think is going to be the greatest in the kingdom of God <laughs> and it's like people yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah do you even remotely understand what you're talking about and the answer to the question is probably not mm. and and so it is this it is this charge to wake up, wake up to the fact that you could slip into mm -hmm. this place of great um, uh, expected privilege. Yeah, and and the and the real hook into that mm -hmm. is um, the cross. That it's the cross-shaped kingdom right. that everyone finds so difficult to understand and offensive. Yes, and that's so when Jesus. That's when Jesus gets rebuked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's when Peter steps up and tries. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Nothing like trying to tell God what to do. I've tried it. I have it too. It never ends well. It just, it, it usually ends.
happens in that place where you go, oh, yeah, I think I was. So it's interesting because like when you talked about all the people in the lineage that were loved into faithfulness, you know, mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're, we're to look at this and kind of it, it causes us the way that it's being presented to us the last few weeks is really causing the text to read us. Right. Well, yeah. So like we're asking the question like, well, am I, am I that? Like, mm-hmm. am I? And so it's not like when you talk about loving, loving someone into faithfulness, that's different than loving them towards perfection. Mm-hmm. And I think some of us maybe grew up, especially people like from holiness mm-hmm. backgrounds were mm-hmm. maybe taught that perfection is actually something attainable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the rest of us are just, you know, perfectionists maybe. Yeah. And um, so there's a difference there, right? And there's what I heard you say is that there's like a even it's not a linear process. It's a swaying back and forth. Like mm-hmm. like today I might be in a place where I'm in tune with Jesus and I'm following him and I might look like my life might be more reflecting a cross-shaped life, but then I could get comfortable and Mm -hmm. that could change the next day. Or someone could cut Mm -hmm. me off in traffic or, Mm -hmm. you know. Any number of things. Post something ridiculous about the Grammys and suddenly I come off the cross. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, but but that's, that's a very individualistic way to look at it. Yeah. And I think what what Mark is trying to do. I feel generate. like you've called me out on that the last two weeks. It's fine. No, I get it. Not you. I receive it. I'm the same way. I know. And it's endemic it's in the American church. Yeah. So I it's read really it. It's really I read in it us. as have I been faithful today? Have I been faithful today? And and the question is more, am I a part of a community that's being faithful? That's being faithful. Yeah. And I have a part to play as an individual in that, but that my identity isn't the individual mm-hmm. who's a part of the community. My identity is I'm a part of the community and also an individual. And so the way I the way I work out my discipleship um, really reflects that difference. And so, so much of American Christianity is about my quiet time, my obedience, my sinning less. Mm-hmm. And so much of the New Testament is about the church taking on the characteristics of Jesus and together. And so when you talk about a community, you're not necessarily talking about specifically journey community that you're a part of, but like the community uh, of uh, believers, like well, the whole... I think it's a... I think, I think, it, I think it is localized. Yeah, I do too. I think it's localized. Okay. Yeah, so I, I mean... And this is so good for me personally to be a part of a community that isn't abstract like the body of Christ, but is instantiated in a particular time, place, location where you're walking together over time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and wrestling together over time. Yeah. And, um, and, and so, you know, I, I totally uh, agree. But it's it's kind of like, you know, you are such a good mom and Kevin is a, is a really good dad. I mean, you both are great parents. The raising of kids is almost <laughs> maps almost perfectly onto the idea of loving people into faithfulness mm-hmm. or maturity, right? Mm-hmm. And you both demonstrate that by picking your battles closely, having a poker face a lot of the time, um, you know, ex- exercising great patience, looking at the long game, and all of those sorts of things. Resting text face. Resting text face. I'm sure your kids. Your kids get the white thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, well, at least it's universal. Yeah, so why did your daughter had an intervention with me about my lack of... Oh, she's scarred. 
I send I her. She's scarred. She yeah. she wants somebody I, to be more textually apparently. aware. Yeah, I don't know if she listens to this, but she will. She um, I send her all kinds of emojis though. Yeah, her, her. but without context and Lori, but just yeah, just general. Yes, okay. yeah. Here's the unicorn for no reason. Yes, yeah, yeah. But that's important. Well, yeah, you're breaking your yeah. yeah it's a discipleship issue. Yeah, because I don't know how to use them, so I use right. them randomly. Right. I do know how to use the thumbs up. Yes. And I and I use that for everything, yes. which is nice. The thumbs up covers everything. A multitude of sins. There's been a lot of pain yes. in my life. I just was diagnosed with cancer. Thumbs, thumbs up. up. Oh, my gosh. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So you were saying Kevin's a really great parent. Because <laughs> 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 right. Hey, if, if we could transition this conversation just a little bit yeah. into... Um, part of what other people were wrestling with on the te- wrestling with on the text line was how does how does doubt and fear play into this? Because it feels like it feels like when the um, disciples got comfortable with Jesus and walking with Jesus, it felt like doubt and fear went away because what was with them then was this entitlement or this. Um, willingness to step into the space of God and say, that's not what we're going to do, yeah. which, which speaks to the fact that now I'm emboldened. I'm, I, I have no fear of this person. I have no sense of honest because yeah. I can actually tell him what to do. Right, right. So uh, where the ones on the outside were like, wow, he can, he can. Yeah heal people he can and there's this reverence that takes place this honest it takes place and i think what the familiarity started to breed in the disciples was this lack of fear so do you think this is my question do you think the walking to them out on the water was to (laughs) reestablish some sense of dudes yeah so you're clear just so you're clear i'm the guy right that can walk on water and they were terrified. Yeah, there's. I don't know the answer to this question, no, that, but I thought it's. Great... It is really interesting. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is really interesting because you know, like I in what I've been reading this week, there's there are instances where the people on the outside, mm-hmm. so to speak, I'm using air quotes. Oh yes, I see that. They um, they don't have. <laughs> They they have that awe, but they're not, and and maybe it's fear, but they're not afraid to go to Jesus. Right, you know, like like the woman with the issue of blood was not afraid to elbow her way through the crowd to touch the hem of his garment. Yeah, but she also and didn't want to volunteer. It was her right away. So there was a there sense, was that sense there, of there's fear. This yeah, yeah, weird thing going on there. Yeah, which, yeah. The the it's interesting, but the, it's good. The verbs of perception. Um, and this is one of the yeah, see and hear. So, so disciples don't see or hear. Um, they're present and they witness, but but they don't like like you'll you'll have that woman or mm-hmm. um, other people who will see Jesus and fall at his yeah, feet. the woman who anointed him at Bethany, totally, who turns out to be like the greatest example yeah. of a disciple in the entire book, <laughs> um, which is phenomenal because she's the only person where Jesus says we're going to tell your story every time the gospel is mm-hmm. told. Which is amazing, but the um, the idea that that so many times, as Kevin was saying, the disciples witness something and they're terrified. They don't. Their their witnessing of it doesn't lead them to like awe and reverence and to draw near. It leads them to back away because they're still not understanding 
who Jesus is and what he's what he's come to do. So in the first part of Mark in particular. Now, later on, they're not afraid. No. They're they're entitled and they're misunderstanding and all those sorts of things, but early you have these consistent texts where he, Jesus does something to the disciples and they're terrified. The walking on water is a great example. Yeah. The text says he was intending to pass by them, mm-hmm. which is an Old Testament as we talked about yeah. callback to the glory of God passing by. So Jesus wanted to reveal exactly what you were saying, Kevin. To remind them and reveal his glory to them. And instead, Mm -hmm. they were terrified. Yeah. And and again, I mean, not that we wouldn't be or whatever. So, so... Faith, (laughs) faith and fear can often go together, Mm -hmm. of course. Yeah. So it's one doesn't contradict the other. But in the disciples' development, fear does squelch worship Mm -hmm. and um, right perceiving. Whereas for other characters, fear doesn't. The fact that the woman was afraid and still yeah. touched. Yep. Yep. Or that or that the woman um who makes the comments about the dogs, you know, receiving yeah. the crumbs from the table. She like has this repartee yeah. with Jesus. I mean, she came right like, back at it. She does. And, yeah. and Jesus is like, dang it. Yeah. Okay, well, for such a word, mm-hmm. uh, your your daughter is healed. I mean, it's just it's it's really interesting. So yeah. bringing all of that together, doubt and fear, of course, are totally at home uh, in aspects of faith. Right. But the 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 goal, the 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 point of what Jesus was doing with with the disciples is, and he got them there. I mean, however much or he took, it took a death, a burial, a resurrection, mm-hmm. and then 50 days of teaching. And then Matthew ends by saying 500 of them were on the hill and some doubted. Yeah. So they were still doubting after they'd seen all of it. So, so as good parents, <laughs> we just recognize that it's the trajectory that matters. It's mm-hmm. not the individual. It's the long moment. play. Yeah. It's yeah. The That's long really play. good. That is. Right, but that's that's how you have both mm-hmm. parented, mm-hmm. and and your kids, and so you can't take a snapshot, right? You can't take a snapshot, and be like, oh well, yeah, they're they're totally with the Lord right now, and they're doing great. You can't. That's not the measure. The measure isn't how obedient are they right now. The measure is are they orienting themselves more gradually towards the kingdom, um, and uh, are we standing in relationship to them in ways that facilitate that growth. Mm. You know? Yeah. And that's just such a different way to parent or to see discipleship. Mm-hmm. But it's exactly the way that God disciples us. Yeah. And, yeah. and hallelujah. I'm jacked up. Yeah. Because some of those moments of encounters with Jesus invoke fear. They just, they just did. And there's, but that doesn't mean there's an absence of faith. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that if they doubted that there was an absence of faith. That's right. I think doubt is a legit um, prod for curiosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think that's great. Yeah. Well, What's I mean, without it, you wouldn't really need faith, right? Well, yeah, that's so good. That's so interesting because Paul, Paul sets up faith and sight as opposites. Hmm. So if he if Hebrews. Yeah you know, talks about faith is having certainty in what is not seen. Right. Sight is only trusting in what you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting, Paul has plenty of opportunity to set faith against other things, but he only sets faith against sight, uh, which I find really interesting, which makes room for doubt, right. of course. Right, because you can doubt struggle. what you see. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you can, and and even Jesus will say to Thomas, blessed are you, you see 
and believe, but blessed even more are those who don't see and believe. Right. In other words, there is a greater, mm -hmm. to use a big word, epistemic, like how do I know something's true, <clears throat> jump from those who don't see and believe. And instead, we rely on the testimony of right. the church in the form of the New Testament documents. And we have a tendency as modern day Christians to reduce faith to a creed or a belief system rather than the actual action attached to said belief system. And so faith becomes this idea rather than a carrying out of said core values and beliefs about God. And so faith was always demonstrated in a, in a way that people went, oh, the woman that, you know. Yeah, it was more of a verb. Yeah. And, and we've kind of, we've, we've, we've taken faith and reduced it to a belief in a group of prop propositions. Mm -hmm. If you have faith in this, actually the faith in this is the faith in Jesus that, that moves me to a place of being a part of a community that changes me. So even though I have doubts and even though there's, there's an honest or a fear attached to some of that, but getting involved with a group of people brings with it that baggage that that's where the we part of this um, invokes some level of fear for people. Anyway, I think we're, we're traveling down a great path. I think Mark has been enlightening. I think the ideas that are being proposed has caused a lot of curiosity. Jesus does that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's super insightful. Any last thoughts on the Grammys? I'm just excited for Susie Lynn teaching. <laughs> Sunday. I'm excited too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Seminary Susie, you have the last word. What you got? Have an awesome day. Out. Perfect. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you would share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram story and tag us at journey underscore TN. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app.